No. No. All right. Well, Caleb and Amy. All right, welcome again. Yeah, welcome again to the Untitled Van Life Project, featuring me, your guest host. Hey, it actually has a new name now for this series. Oh, it has a new. It has a new new name, eh? It has a new name. The Midday Ramblings with Q. Oh, midday ramblings with Q. Oh, is that like you didn't even know you're series. on the sh- okay. you're like you're like the host of the show and you didn't even know the title. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just here for the ride. I'm happy it's to be be oh, a guest. <laughs> be our guest. Be so, oh. Be our guest. So yeah, we just rewatched um, episode three of the Midnight Gospel, or you guys just rewatched it. I watched it yesterday. This so that's what we're talking about. That is what we're talking about. So, episode three, Damien Eccles. I got to learn a lot about this guy. Well, tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about him. (laughs) Well, is this on Wikipedia? Did you read about this on Wikipedia? There are better websites out there than Wikipedia. But also, there's not. Not (laughs) because you know what? I've always liked Wikipedia because it's like everyone's information together. I did. Yeah, and and if you don't. The great, the great thing about Wikipedia is if you don't like the information you find, you can just change it. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay. actually, no. Before before we get into talking about Damien Eccles, Cusick, at the beginning yes. of this episode is where he has the message from his sister, where Clancy has the oh, message yeah, from his sister. Yeah. And I know you had brought yeah, we... that up, spoiler alert, like a couple episodes ago. How dare you? Well, yeah, no, that that recall. is a that's actually a that's actually a good point because I watched this episode yesterday. It's not fresh on my mind, but that's a great point. Before we talk about Damien Eccles, uh, the beginning of this episode, we see Clancy Duncan Trussell's character. He is yeah, kind of going through voicemails and kind of ignoring them, kind of ignoring the real world problems that he probably should address Amen. like his his sister <laughs> yeah his sister his sister's uh mad at him for using the money she lent him to buy his simulator um he also ignores a call from someone else he's ignoring the maintenance repair from his machine that is constantly emailing him telling him to repair his simulator so that the worlds will stop dying what do you uh, think you think there's a parallel there or a metaphor there Either of you? To him not repairing his world simulator and his world simulator mm-hmm. dying. Um, I think yes. that's why the world dying. I think it's dying. a metaphor of like self-care. Oh yes, yeah, self. self-care. I yeah, because um, you know, as as he's having all these great conversations of mindfulness and enlightenment and all these things. I mean, uh, they're great conversations. These are the conversations we're having, and we're enjoying them. But, uh, yeah, if you're not, I guess, properly uh, putting in the work of kind of being aware of the issues that are right in front of you, the, the concept of um, maybe you should uh, clean up your own room or your own house before you criticize the world or try to figure things out on a grander scale. Um, not that it's bad to, to meditate on the larger scale things, but if you're ignoring the stuff right in front of you, um, are you really are you really enhancing your your path towards enlightenment or whatever? So yeah, I, mean, I, I definitely like uh, the, that. 
sorry. It's kind of like, are you putting the pra- the um, are you putting the lessons into practice? Yes, yes. Are you walking the walk rather than just talking the talk? Yeah. Um, but I also I wonder. So, you know, I kind he, of like see another metaphor side of it too, of like all of his earths or all of his worlds are like starting to die off. Like I kind of see it as like a very clear parallel to like what's happening to our world. How they're dying off because of user error. Yes, yes, dying <laughs> because off of because easily of user... avoidable mm-hmm. user error. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with the world. Yeah, the Earth, for show. Fo show. No, I. Uh, that's yeah. That's like, <laughs> so, so. Yeah, that's I... a very good uh, note. Notice, Amy. That's mm-hmm. very Ishmael of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> Take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we don't get, I guess, too far into that still with, um, this episode, but there is the very beginning kind of that sprinkling again of, um, Mm -hmm. of kind of other stuff in Clancy's real world that he's maybe not addressing and going into his, uh, other world simulator, uh, you know what, still, still kind of escape, uh, Mm mm-hmm. Like, my first watch through of this, I still was, like, not interested in what Clancy was about, <laughs> you know, necessarily, like, what was going on in his world. I feel like it's not until this, like, these rewatches of it where I'm really, like, picking up on, like, aspects of Clancy's character. I was more just focused on the content within the simulated worlds, the podcast. Right. You know? Right. So, for first-time watchers, you may, like, this... Not catch any. You may not catch any of this because I feel like I was so all my focus and energy was just trying to understand and comprehend what goes on in kind of the meat of the episode, uh, which is when he goes into the world simulator. Indeed. Um, What's his name this time? Damien Eccles. Damien Eccles. Damien Eccles. Yes. Which he mainly talks about magic with a K. Well, you're going to give some background on Damien High Eccles, magic. Right? High magic, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then I we mean, got sidetracked side by Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A- Amy, <laughs> Amy, to... to That's what happens to, with Wikipedia, Amy, to too. the best of... <laughs> okay, Amy, to the best of your recollection from what you read about Damien Eccles yesterday, what can you inform uh-huh. me, me, Caleb, and the audience about Damien Eccles? Man, he has had a crazy life um the biggest thing most notable thing which he does reference a couple times in the episode he talks about when he was in jail or he'll reference when i was in jail i did this or this is how i felt um he actually ended up going to jail for a crime that he did not commit he was convicted of it when he was like he was a teenager i think maybe like 19 years old it was him and two other guys were um, they were convicted of, like, brutally murdering three second-grade boys. What? And um, he was actually – Damien was actually sentenced to death. Um, and then I think the other two were life in prison. Um, but, yes, I think he spent about 18 years in prison before they actually were able to unearth and find some evidence that basically proved that they didn't do it. Um, Damn, what a crime to get wrongly yes. accused for yeah. brutally yeah. murdered second um, graders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if I, well, if I may say, um, 
I he might have been 19 when he went to jail, but I think he was like 17 when the investigation started. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, uh, I think, early 90s. It was kind of yes, like 93 late, or late, like yeah, l- late late 80s and early 90s. There was a big satanic panic. Uh, in the mm-hmm. U.S. Damn it, damn it. and um, so yeah, these teenage boys satanic. that got convicted, they were kind of into the witchcraft scene and yes, um, yes, other but stuff still, like that. But so I was, I was just very confused. When I was reading because like, and they even say now that the police and the detectives really like botched this case because even just like reading what, how they were able to accuse him and like say that he did it doesn't make any sense at all. Like they didn't really have much evidence it seems besides the fact that they knew like this looked the way the um children's what you could tell what they had gone through before being murdered by their attackers and it looked they just kept saying yeah. looked very cultish very satanic ritual like and they knew that these three guys were into that stuff and like that was kind of the lead yeah. that they went off of which is just like yeah they pretty it sounds like a criminal mind episode. <laughs> yeah yeah Honestly, yeah, uh, but yeah, they pretty much had, yeah, they had no evidence. They but they had a community that was obviously horrified by the crime and wanted people convicted and put in jail. You know, they they wanted to an answer for the crime. But whoever the investigators were, they're just like, oh, these these punk teenagers seem like they fit the bill, even though the evidence doesn't show up. But as far as the whole satanic panic, these kids fit the bill. Let's just. Uh, Let's convict them so that the community can feel and there were even that like we the ways that they question the ways that they questioned them were like not they didn't like fully know their rights like I don't know there was just a lot of stuff it feels like the police slash detectives on that case were just trying they were trying to like frame them essentially and I guess they were successful for a little bit but anyways that is the background that is a crazy background to yeah. have that he spent one to go through that mentally being accused of that and trying to fight it knowing you didn't do it and then having to spend probably dealing with the concept of like he might die for this Mm -hmm. and then dealing with 18 years in jail wow Mm -hmm. yeah holy shit yeah (laughs) so then it that's that's um he does mention though at the end of this episode that like I mean, kind of like we were just saying, like, people think his life has just been so horrible and he's been through so much. Yeah, he talks about instances in prison when he would get beaten, yeah. too, by other inmates and couldn't even see a doctor. So, like, physically, mentally, emotionally, he's been through so much. Um, but he still sees it as, like, almost like a blessing in ways because this was how he got connected to his... He said he was doing his purpose, which was learning about and implementing the practices of high magic. Yes. Um, so, before I respond, uh, your audio's <laughs> really starting to break up on me. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, I barely heard anything that you guys just talked about for the past two minutes, but um, I know okay. you were just rounding everything up. Um, Maybe this will make you listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll, I might have to listen to this episode so I know what interesting things you guys said. Um, yes, but uh, one, um, yeah, the fact that he, I thought that was a really profound moment where uh, uh, Clancy asked him or Duncan asked him, 
uh, like, do you see it as almost good karma that you ended oh, up yes. in jail? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and he's like, yeah, I do because very much so. You know, I see, I see so many other millennials and people today just like uh, glued to their electronics or just miserable in some way, but they're not like purposeless. I don't know. They're not working. Yeah, they're purposeless and they don't have this. I don't know awareness and kind of by being put in jail it was almost like um i mean he did see other you know cellmates that just would watch a football game or just do nothing all day but he by being kind of locked in a cage it kind of forced him to sit and kind of get into this practice um and so now he sees it as the most kind of positive thing and he i think he even said like the last year that he was in there you know by the time he got out he like didn't even feel like he had he was really living in a prison anymore because he had just kind of honed mm -hmm. that oh yeah um that, med what, that meditation he, or that yeah what, what does he call it by or, the end it's, it was like his control tower or something where he yeah. could like send his mind out into yeah. far reaches of the world and explore it like some kind of conscious expansion yeah. yeah like, what did, what is what is, I think he said they call it solar consciousness in high yeah. oh yeah something yeah. like yeah. that that's yeah solar consciousness which is a, a, what essentially enlightenment honestly you know what I don't know anything about high magic or ceremonial I, magic I I, I don't a lot of what really he talks either. about in this episode feels uh, it doesn't feel over my head because I think when by the end of him discussing it you realize it's kind of the search for enlightenment that he's describing in his own way or it's leading him to the point of absolute awareness in this moment um, and beyond that and I feel like we can connect to that mm -hmm. <laughs> though not through ceremonial <laughs> magic or high magic I mean, that I is what I don't know about I think it's a lot of things that we've talked about or have been talking about or even things that we practice it's just different lingo mm -hmm. maybe I don't even know that that's my guess. Cusick, what do you I think? I mean, he, he certainly implied that the practices of high magic are very East, um, similar to certain Eastern traditions. I think he mentioned a specific type of Tibetan Buddhism that started with a D. I don't remember what it was called. Um, like but that he said was very... Isn't he... Uh... But it, uh, that, that that's very similar to the high um, high magic practice. Um, and he kind of also just talks about, you know, being born in America and being born as a Westerner with more Western symbolism um, that even though I don't have very many details, he just kind of implied that the symbolism that goes with high magic uh, just made more sense to him and he was able to gravitate towards uh quicker which i kind of understand that i i did um have like kind of a slight issue at times when he seemed to imply that you know kind of this western meditation might be superior to eastern meditation you know i don't know if i would agree with that sentiment um although i haven't lived his life um, but I mean, I still think it's a miraculous story that this guy spent almost 18 years in prison and um, honed his kind of meditation skills and kind of spirituality skills despite being wrongly convicted. I mean, it's so easy to imagine myself or anyone else being put in that position and just becoming bitter or just 
I don't know, not using that space uh, wisely or for that type of growth. But it's like that's what he ended up doing, which is um, a beautiful story. But yeah, I don't know if um, I agree with his hierarchy of Western meditation versus Eastern meditation. Although I don't think he was trying to be a snob about it. He was just saying Western meditation worked better for me. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. He, he did imply that it, it's more of a fast track to this idea of enlightenment or, um, or I guess, uh, whatever's past total enlightenment. Presence. Which, yeah. Yes, total presence. Honestly, his story kind of, this might be like a side note, but it reminds me a lot of, um, like, you know, just hearing his situation, hearing his life, I feel like that you would find a lot of people at the end of that being like, uh, committing suicide in prison, like Aaron Hernandez, like the stakes against his life, like continuing going were stacked so high. And yet somehow with all that pressure, he was able to find the one thing he needed was like a purpose. Um, there, which reminded me completely of the book Man's Search for Meaning. If anybody uh, wants a good read, it's about this guy in the concentration camp. True story. And he has to come when it's just week after week and month after month of like going through this hell, not knowing every single morning you could wake up and die at any second, and then making it another day. Like, how do you keep going in that? And he finds a purpose to last him through the concentration camp. Anyway, it seemed like similar parallels, and I would highly recommend that book. Good, so. good plug. Good plugs. Well, it's all it's about finding and purpose, and I feel like that's what uh, he talks about. That's kind of where he leads this awareness, this uh, through his journey from what he's come has led him to this purpose, and that's why he doesn't see it in millennials now. We're all scattered. We're we're just wanderers, lost amongst the desert. <laughs> and he has and discovered. We are literally in a desert. He right has now. discovered life, <laughs> purposeness, purposefulness. So, do either one of you feel like you know your purpose? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know not my purpose is, I don't know, a lot of closed doors, not many open ones. <laughs> um, do I know my purpose? No, I've, I've had moments, I suppose, where I'm in this thing and I'm like, oh, I'm serving my purpose right now, or I might be stepping into something where I'm like, oh, this is, uh, you feel like purposeful. I remember when I first, well, when I first started working with animals, um, in a more, uh, full time and professional context, uh, which for listeners, I worked with animals for, I think about eight years. Um, I haven't been for almost a year now, but, um, but yeah, when the first, you know, year that I was doing that, I kind of knew I was stepping into something. Not that that was like my purpose forever, but it felt uh, right at the time. It felt like your purpose, right purpose for that moment. Time. Yeah. Like your purpose yeah. for that moment in time. Yeah, it was. And maybe it was, that moment carries on and lasts for a long extended period of time, and maybe, or maybe it doesn't. Yeah, that's that's a purpose that could go on for the rest of my life. But if it if it it's dropped out for the past year, and if so, um, I haven't felt purposeless this past year. I've still kind of had to adopt. You're an essential worker. I'm an essential worker. I've had to adopt hopefully the heart of a servant because i'm serving old people the elderly <laughs> so uh 
how's the how's the heart of the servant coming? Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um, I to the old people's face, I'd say I wear the heart of a servant well, but behind their backs, I talk <laughs> shit about them. <laughs> so you know, it's just how you cope at work, though. You know, give it, give old people. Take. Yeah, for sure. Old people die a lot. I used to love you got all my bar old people die a, for sure. <laughs> old people die a lot, so all. you gotta you gotta you gotta get some dark humor. You gotta laugh at some. Don't of we the, all some die a lot? So, we all die a lot. Statistically speaking, hundred percent death rate. On a long enough timeline, the lifespan for everyone drops to zero. Indeed. Indeed. Name it that movie. Hold on, we got some rain coming in here, so we're shutting down. Oh, I got you. The, okay. Uh, you close that door, yeah. The doors. That just happens in van life sometimes. You gotta adjust. The, the sound of the ra- the sound of the rain in the background is kind of nice, though. Oh, it feels so. Or it sounds. It feels good. Caleb, what I are got, times in your life where you have felt purposeful? Um, I don't know. Ooh, it's raining pretty hard. Um, I did like what you said, Cusick. I think like it's hard. Like if someone's just like, "What is your purpose?" You know what? I, that I feel completely open and have no idea. But I feel like there's times where I feel very purposeful, or like my actions and thoughts are like purposeful. I think at simplest form, it's like when you are kind of living in the moment, when you're like here for your own life. <laughs> um, feels purposeful. I don't know what that always looks like, but uh, I feel I don't think my actions feel purposeful, but I feel purposeful when I'm in nature a lot, which I think we will talk a lot in another podcast or have hit on. But yeah, just like being very accessible and connected to these beautiful sa- beautiful scenes and being close, living close to nature, I. Like, I don't worry about purpose as much, at least. Yeah, I think there's... That's just plugging my mind. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. I I do a lot of uh, hikes in nature, and I think there's just... Yeah, you're uh, always going on hikes. Yeah, I I do that at least a few times a week, and that's... There's something about just the state of being in nature that... Yeah, it f- feels purposeful, even though you're not, like, actively doing anything. You're just being in nature. Yeah. But it it feels, yeah, kind of like a next-level purpose, even though you might not be moving towards something. It's just complete being, which is, I think, vital for everyone. So why do you think that sense of being as purpose... Why does that not always translate outside of nature, like into... Well, I was going to say, I think one reason I feel the purpose, that connection to purpose or whatever in nature is just because, like, at its simplest form, I feel like what you look at is this almost like the whole cycle of life in, like, symbiotic relationship with itself. Like, life, death, birth, rebirth, all that happening, minus, like, all the noise that our culture has thrown... (laughs) over on top of that like covering that up our like society and culture's life has is set to look completely different than like the life cycle that happens naturally that you see and discover and are a part of when you're just like out in nature raining super hard here yeah i i can hear it i feel like i need to shout just for you guys 
don't shout. Know. Just listen. Just enjoy, listeners. Just enjoy a little okay. raindrop ASMR. Ooh, yeah. Okay. okay. I will do my. It's our background music. Yeah. No, it sounds Excuse nice. Excuse for talking but it, louder. Yeah, it makes me feel like I need to shout at you guys to make you hear me. <laughs> I know you. I don't. Need you to don't. Shout. Don't yell at me. But did that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that was. That's it um, for me, anyways. I think is why I feel that kind of connection. I just feel like there's so much static okay. when you get back or, into yeah. the rat race. Yeah. Sorry, Amy, I, I missed your follow-up question exactly. <laughs> what what was your follow-up question? Um, I asked, why do you think that being purpose, like the purpose of being, um, why is it so hard or why doesn't it always translate from being in nature to, like, not being in nature? Just being in the world? Um, yeah. Being in the I world, mean, but not of the world. I don't know. It it certainly can, but yeah, it's just easy to get distracted. Well, you felt it working with dogs. Yeah. I felt it working that with dogs. Be... I mean, sometimes I feel it working where I'm working now. Like I work with kids, and some of those kids look up to me, which is nice. It's a nice feeling. So they'll ask me for advice, and I'm not some master of it, but uh, I don't know. It's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question, to be honest with you, Amy. That's okay. Um, but uh, but staying staying on the episode um, itself, uh, does anyone remember like what visually happened? Which I know doesn't really typically matter. <laughs> Lots of as cats. Much. It, the cat pirate ship has there's, to be yeah, one of the best visual images of the series. Yeah, there's. You know. <laughs> well, that is true that the cats in the pirate ship in their little glass bubble do play a, a role in the next episode, in episode yeah, four, I believe. they are continuing characters. Um, so, yeah, I think this is maybe... Or next episode is the first time that we kind of see a carryover from previous episodes um, yeah. being uh, put in an episode. And also, at the end of this episode, we meet... <laughs> I guess what ends up being the main antagonist at the end of the season, but uh, uh, whatever that kid's dad's name is, the wizard-looking dude. Yes, anyway. uh, the hoops guy. Uh, I did have one last point that he talks about. I don't know where we're going. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really yeah. liked when he starts. With, I think, you know, some of the talk about ceremonial magic and how he led to his purposeness was a little, like... Uh, hard to connect for me but when he started talking about like how he like giving power to things you can give power to things and like manifest mm. them yourself yes i think that is something that has definitely been a forefront of my thoughts recently um in terms of like how i'm structuring my life and how i'm pursuing purpose um but you know he talks about so many people in life just focus like just go through life complaining about it he's like and they're just giving more power to the negative things in that life and just manifesting becoming victims of mm -hmm. the negativity in their own life and he's like but you can give power to other things to positive things that you want to and really like make manifest those and then do you guys believe in that stuff huh i definitely <laughs> do yeah. i definitely do i mean he talks a lot about it as like energy yeah um so like you know if you're putting i mean i've always heard the phrase where energy goes and tension flows so like if you're putting that's a good one you're putting your energy into, yeah, everything that's wrong with your life or everything that you view as negative. Um, if your energy is constantly flowing there, all of your intentions like, are coming from that space, too. Yeah. 
Um, which and is it just ends up just manifesting the life more, around that. Yeah. Well, and you can, like, you can create pretty much any. I think you can really create your own reality. Like your perspective creates your reality. So if mm. you're coming from this like constantly victim, negative, complaining perspective, that's the lens that you're seeing your reality in. Then it's distorted in that way, and that's definitely mm. all you're gonna see. Whereas the opposite, um, if you view it as if you can find moments of gratitude or beauty or um, things that you really enjoy and like and that's what you're viewing, that's the lens or the glasses that you're viewing the world from, you're going to see those things more often in the world around you. Yeah, gratitude I... Um, defeat anxiety. I love that phrase. Yeah, and I, I think um, a good example of kind of manifesting that energy is in a book we mentioned um, last episode, and a book that you named your van after, essentially Santiago. I think. Yes. If you uh, if you follow follow him and the Alchemist, kind of that. Yes. Um, you could you could call it a, a magical energy or a magical aura that he uh, kind of manifests. Anyway, that book is and fresh in my purpose, mind. Finds purposefulness. Yes, yeah, fi- finds purpose through it. Yeah, but, it's um, a great book connection here. But. Yeah, uh, but one of my favorite lines that I just remembered is uh, Damien Eccles saying that he thinks the Bible is potentially the... Did he say the greatest book of magic ever written or the most powerful book of magic ever written? I don't remember um, if he called it the greatest book of magic or the most powerful book of magic, but either way, um, I liked that he said that because I I resonated with that of its... um, I don't know. There, there's something to that book that obviously has created the biggest religion in the world, for better or worse, which uh, I'll say for worse, but whatever. Um, Second. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but the potential of the, call it good magic or high magic or whatever that that is in that book. I think there is uh, some some great stuff in there. So so I, I liked that he said that. I don't know. I kind of resonated stuff, with that. Well, and like, probably definitely powerful stuff if it like has commanded this religion yeah, for and a thousands lot, of years. And a lot of people say people. that about about um, the the Quran in Arabic because the Quran is essentially supposed to be read in Arabic. It's it's kind of poetic. Uh, the way it's written and it and it just sounds um, especially incredible if you speak Arabic and you hear the Quran the the way it uh, comes out like in Sanskrit. Arabic. Yeah, it it. But uh, a lot of people have kind of compared that to almost like a a magical hypnotic uh, uh, religious text uh, in the original language that it was written in. Um, which I don't know as much about the Greek and Hebrew original versions of the Bible. Um, someone does. Someone hey, does. I, well, not Hebrew, but yeah, I do have a minor in biblical Greek, yo. All right, well then, the more shed, you us, know. Ask me shed, shed some light, bro. G- give us some theological knowledge, bro. What does agape mean? Oh, that's one of the great loves. <laughs> One of the great loves, yeah. That's as far as my well, great knowledge goes. No, but... A, a, oh. oh, you don't know what agape is? I can do no, it. No, I do. There's, Brotherly love. Doesn't Greek... Greek, Greek... Damn it. 
<laughs> I suck at Greek. <laughs> and there's and there's eros. Aren't there like seven words for love in Greek? There's yeah. a bunch of words for a lot of stuff, and we mistranslated it badly a lot of times. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is what you learned. In, in uh, that is Greek what you learned from studying Greek. Mm-hmm. Is like, oh wow, that that's taken way out of context. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? I, I can't. Um, I can't remember the name of the book, but uh, yeah, I, I have a book that's essentially about the translating of the Bible and how a bunch of, there's a lot of secrecy behind it and a bunch of dudes, you know, cut a bunch of parts out and a lot of the translations aren't even necessarily that great. So you kind of wonder what type, what, how'd we get the product that we have today and that we've had for quite a while. Yeah, anyway. That yeah. is a weird, but it's high magic. Uh, it is high magic. But it's high, but it's high magic. Um, or it's some form of magic, uh, yeah. <laughs> as Damien Eccles said, and I, I agree with that. Yeah. 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 I think I do too. I don't know, Maybe. Amy. Amy, what do you think's potentially magical in the Bible? Magical about. I mean, I don't know. There's just there's something going on in that text that's kind of bigger than yourself. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And you, some people feel scared by it. Some people attached to it. Some people were confused by it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I have to yeah. say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But yeah, all no, right. the visuals in this one are—they're weird. This to me, so far out of the three episodes that we've covered, the visuals in this one to me are the weirdest. <laughs> Like, or I'm just so, yeah, it's so random, it seems. And so they were random, but it didn't, it didn't, like, take my attention away from what they were talking about, which was good, which is what I felt the last episode did. That second one where they're getting all mushed up and chopped up. <laughs> yeah. Birth and rebirth. Like, that one, I'm like, I need to rewatch again to listen to it all because I was so scattered between the two. Here is kind of yeah, like I... a nice little, like, dinner and a show. <laughs> type thing. Yeah. Like I, could, yeah. I could fully chew on what they were saying and still kind of like enjoy the little with the cats, cats on the, the pirate. Yeah, playing the organ, and then that, and then it gets funny with the battle at the end. It's just so random. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the The humor in this one is. Uh, I actually really liked the humor in this one, but it is so just like out of left field, random visuals happening, or just two giants getting in a fight over uh, one of them <laughs> fucking their wife. Slept with the other one's wife. wife. Yeah. Something with his wife. He strip club every night. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, it just, yeah, it gets really random and the music gets crazier and the world is ending once again. But uh, the once ship... Once again, he destroys uh, another world. But takes but a the shoe sh- with him. He takes a shoe and the ship of cats uh, survives. Uh, the ship yes, that Damien Eccles was the bubble. captain of. And he, and he gets ice cream for his one subscriber, and he also takes like a unicorn thing with him. To oh, his yeah, that's yeah. Who, that's who gave him the ice cream. Yeah, he vomits ice cream <laughs> yes. on it. A unicorn who vomits ice cream <laughs> on one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where do you get one of those? We need to train our dogs how to do that, I guess. <laughs> That'd Vomit be pretty vegan cool. ice cream, Kona. Yeah, don't <laughs> give me dairy. I want vegan, please. Thank you. If anyone could do it, it'd be Kona. Right? 
speak yeah. to that. Well, you know what? I I don't know if we have anything left to say on this one, but um, at this point, rewatching it through, it was the fourth one that really like solidified like holy shit! Like this is a show that I want to watch and chew on and think about and talk about and like rewatch and like I think kind of spurred like yo yeah I, I want to chat about this with people and stuff. I think it was the fourth episode. Where That's that when hit. I did that for yeah. you. Yeah, I believe so. If I'm remembering, it was the fourth or fifth, but I think it's the fourth. So well, I'm excited I th- about I th- the next one. Well, um, I think I think you're thinking of the fifth one. Although I will say really? the fourth, the fourth one dialogue-wise is really good. I think the fourth one is where he gets the rose from Trudy, mm-hmm. and then and yeah. then the fifth the fifth one is where they go to that prison. Um, okay. But I th- well, I, I think honestly both of those, if those are the case, I think this yeah. like middle of the season was where I think it like. Hit its stride. Hit its stride. And, like, you, it starts to come together visuals with audio with, like, meaning and purpose and content they're talking about. Um, really good stuff. Not yeah. that. I mean, I've loved – the first three episodes were good, too. Honestly, I really like this third episode breaking it down together more than I mm-hmm. did just watching it on my own. Yeah. Because, yeah, I didn't really – you know, even watching it, I'm like, man, I really don't connect to this ceremonial or high magic. Like, I literally have – no not a lot of an idea of what that even entails but when he starts talking about where it leads him and how Mm -hmm. it's like putting energy and manifesting what you want in your life i'm like oh wow now i can like understand that context and i didn't get that until we really started breaking it down here so thank you guys for that (laughs) i'm excited about the next (laughs) episodes too because i'm gonna learn a lot yeah is is what i'm yeah i mean that's 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 excited that's why i wanted to talk about the show and that's one of my favorite things about the show is i think every time you watch it there's an opportunity to learn whether that's just from watching it and listening it, or maybe it's extending the conversation outside of the show with friends like or this. Or listening to this podcast, which I hope you know by now, none of us are at all experts <laughs> in any of the shit they're talking about. We're just trying to learn more yes. and talk about it. And I think that conversation is good, and I think we've all came Benefited to that conclusion and wanted to like learn and and like you know throw ideas at each mm-hmm. other and like come to conclusions or ask questions. And so... Yeah, you know what? I'm just having a moment where I'm really thankful for you guys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's been well, cool. And uh, this one really, like, did, yeah, it, it, I learned a lot today. Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I, I do think this episode three is a good introduction for those. Um, I mean, before I watched the show, I was kind of unaware of the high magic stuff. Um, I knew very Skyrim. little of the Damien Eccles story. Um, oh yeah, the graybeards. I know a lot about the high um, elf culture. Yeah, and the graybeards. And the graybeards. Yeah, the graybeards pretty much got me into meditation just as much as the Buddhists did. Um, totally. So thanks, gra- thank you, graybeards. Um, I believe in that. But yeah, magic. I believe in. To be honest, yeah. To be honest, I think we could probably wrap wrap this one up. I know this is probably shorter than our last two episodes, but our last two were really really long. They were um, be long. This is a good. This but, is a good length not about time it's about quality quality yeah. quality over yeah, quality quantity quality time <laughs> but uh next Q-T. episode quality time i'm what pretty are your sure love languages I'm... Cusick? <laughs> what are my love language what are my love yeah, languages you know your, yeah do you know your love yeah. languages is it quality i time, don't think i know service, my physical touch What's words of affirmation and gift giving uh, which of those? Which of those makes you feel the most Think about it, loved? and then we'll answer it on the next. Wait, episode. wait, which okay, which so we'll one? Which on one makes? Wait, hold so, on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> which one makes me feel loved, or which one do I use to express I my say, love? There's two. Those are the two avenues. You can have different answers for both: mm-hmm. how okay, you receive okay. love and how you give, give. love. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so so read. Answer read it on the, the next episode. Think about it. Okay. All right. I'll think, the I'll think. I'll think about a, it. A cliffhanger. I'll text them okay. to you. <laughs> everyone can find out Cusick's lovely. And everyone go vote <laughs> yeah. on. We'll put up a poll on Instagram or something. Everyone can vote <laughs> on, on what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I know one of my love languages is uh, in a line in the next episode, episode four, which I haven't rewatched yet. But there's an episode that I think. Uh, exemplifies my love language which is uh trudy my booty is juicy that's my love language <laughs> all right well uh, everyone go watch episode go watch episode four of the midnight gospel and then reconnect with us when we put out the next one thanks for listening to this yeah. one uh, if you are thanks an expert on high magic come enlighten us a little more yeah i would love to experience yeah. it no, i'll probably do some wikipedia and after this i should have done it beforehand but nah, bro. no I, I like i like where the conversation led us yes led me anyways cool yeah thanks Indeed. for listening Love Thanks, you. listeners. Peace, Cusick. Peace. Get a switch. Peace.